I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Cheyenne. Today I'm sitting down with coach Bradley Davis. He is the head coach of the women's basketball team at the University of the Pacific. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, So you're in the middle of your season. Can you kind of tell us how it's going? I know you're probably getting to the end of it, but how's it going for you guys? Uh, so far, it's going, I would use the word well. There's, it's been a season of adversity, a um, number of things on the floor, off the floor uh, that we've had to deal with and uh, to continue to progress and proceed the way we have. You know, I've been pr- really proud of our kids. Um, so there's, there's still two weeks left in terms of games uh, in season before we get to conference tournament play. Uh, and we're just hoping to get on a roll here. Yeah, that's awesome. And you guys have a game tomorrow, right? We do against St. Mary's. Nice. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. to be with them, it's always an up and down affair, and uh, they can shoot the heck out of the three ball, and so we we've got to defend that a little bit and uh, see if we can stay with them. Yeah. So, how did you get into coaching? Um, coming out of college, I wanted to honestly, I wanted to teach, and my direct career path, I would say, was probably to be an English teacher at the high school level. I made a couple of decisions in order to try to get a position at a certain school in terms of student teaching. A couple of those decisions, one were volunteering in an English classroom, and the other uh, was trying to get involved in athletics. I played basketball uh, during my high school years, and continued to be a part of um, the women's scrimmage team at Cal when I went to where I went to school. Uh, so once I got into coaching, I tried to volunteer assistant coach at the high school level. Uh, and it ended up, I was helping out the girls basketball team. Uh, so for nine years, I taught high school English and, and I coached high school basketball. Uh, and then I had an opportunity to come down to at Pacific with uh, then head coach and good friend of mine, Lynn Roberts, who's now at the University of Utah. Oh, cool. Did you always know you wanted to coach women's basketball or how did that come about? No, I had no idea. Um, I knew I wanted to be involved in coaching and I actually applied for a freshman boys job and was turned down and walking out of that um, interview, uh, the high school, the girls varsity coach asked if I'd be willing to help out. He needed somebody as an assistant coach. Uh, And I went and watched practice because I was a little unsure if that's something I wanted to do. The team and the players that were on the team and, and the game itself and, and started assistant coaching at the high school level. I uh, did that for about six or seven years, and then I had an opportunity to uh, be the head coach at a different high school while I was still teaching at, at Chico High School. Um, and I had the opportunity to be a head coach at uh, Durham High School, which is a bedroom community outside of Chico. I uh, did that for two years and then came back to Chico High as the, as the head coach and then um, was hired as an assistant down here at Pacific. So it was just kind of a path that, you know, made itself available to me at the time, and and I took it. That's awesome. So we always like to talk about travel and how it plays a big role in your life as a coach. And, I mean, you guys are always traveling on the road and stuff. Can you kind of share maybe some of your favorite experiences traveling with your team and your personal life too? Um, Well, with the team – Actually, I'll start with the personal life. My, I'm the, you know, my stepfather's a U.S. Dip, or was, he retired now, is a U.S. diplomat. So my mother and I had moved to Kinshasa, Zaire, which is in Central Africa, when I was 
four going on five. Uh, and from there, she met my stepfather uh, to be, and we ended up traveling every two or three years. So uh, I grew up overseas for the most part, living in Kinshasa, Zaire, Cape Town, South Africa, uh, in Manama, Bahrain, and then Washington, D.C. for a little bit. And then most of my high school uh, was in Geneva, Switzerland. So before I made it out to Northern California, Berkeley, uh, I really had grown up overseas uh, with the with the exception of a small stint in Washington, D.C. So um, an international experience and those experiences were something that I want our team to be able to uh, gain from. I think travel is, is the best educator you can, you can have uh, in many respects. So when we had the opportunity four years ago and even eight years ago when I was an assistant to take our team on a foreign tour, you know, when I was an assistant, we went to France and, and four years ago we went to Italy uh, with the team for 10 days and you play four games. But uh, really it's more about the experience, the, the history that you're going to see in different places and the culture that you're going to experience uh, in different places I just think is, is extra valuable. Uh, for our players and, and opportunities that they have in college. You know, if they were just a regular student, not a student athlete, uh, they could go do a study abroad for a semester. But uh, you can't just bail on the team, you know, right. halfway through the season and do that. So uh, for us to be able to give them at least this opportunity to travel and gain those different perspectives that I talked about, um, I think is just uh, important and super powerful. Yeah, and that's so cool that you were able to kind of experience that firsthand as you grew up all around the world, and then you're like seeing the value in that, and you're like, I want my team to be able to experience these things for themselves too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. If you're an athlete wanting to play for a team, whether it's for basketball, volleyball, whatever, what would your advice be for them if they want to move up to the next level? A lot of people are going to say, you know, talent and, and others are going to say academics. You have to focus. And yes, obviously, in order to be a student athlete, you, you have to be a good athlete and a talented player. Um, and you have to be a good student and, you know, one who's driven academically as well. Uh, but the truth, I, I think, in addition to those two things, you have to be driven um, to succeed. And it, it takes a little bit something different uh, to succeed at the division one level over a high school level or even the division two level over the high school right. level. There's a drive to compete uh, and to have that work ethic in order to get to that point. So uh, I think that work ethic and that drive, uh, you have to kind of at, at the high school level really foster and kind of fan the flames when um, you're, you know, 13 to 18, 14 to 18 years old and uh, surrounding yourself with people uh, that, want to encourage that drive and that, that work ethic uh, rather than those that uh, discourage. Yeah, I like that. I think that's great advice. One thing I like to ask everyone to kind of put you on the spot, but what is one thing that no one knows about you that you can share with us? Uh, well, I talked about a lot of times, obviously I have a bio that's on, on the website and so people know where I grew up, but typically when you meet somebody, you know, they're, they're unaware that you know, you, you a lot of times the first thing you ask people when you meet people, where are you from? And for me, that's a complicated question. Yeah, you're like, uh, uh, everywhere? <laughs> right. And it's, it's a more complicated answer, I should say, because you, you have to kind of explain it. So that's one thing. Uh, but in terms of just typically in athletics, you know, we're all about the gear and, you know, the, the nice Nike shoes and, the night, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I used to be that way. I, you know, I have, you know, infatuated is probably a little strong, but, you know, love great shoes, whether they're dress shoes or nice shoes, but 
I think I realized, you know, 10 years or so ago, I hate wearing shoes. As soon as I get home, the shoes come off. I want to be barefoot all the time. <laughs> if I could live in flip-flops, I probably would. Uh, so on the silly side, that's it. And on the more, uh, I don't know, mature side, I guess, is <laughs> the way I grew up. Mature. No, that's awesome. I mean, I guess you can't really coach barefoot, can you? True. True that. They won't. They don't. You know, we have pink games, and I think the on the men's side, they have the sneaker games for cancer. I'm waiting for the barefoot games to come in. Yeah, but maybe you can yeah. work on yeah. that and have that come out on your team. Totally. Like, we're doing barefoot. <laughs> That's funny. Totally. Of all those places you've been to that you mentioned or grew up in, what were some of your favorites? Uh, you know, I think I was at the – and this is a question I get a lot, actually. I think I was at the right places at the right times in my life. Um, you know, when I was young and growing up uh, in Kinshasa, Zaire, we didn't have much in terms of the entertainment things and TV and radio and telephone in the house and that kind of thing. But you don't need it when you're, you know, age five to, to nine or ten. You, you just go play. You figure things out. You have an imagination. Uh, and there's, it can be adventurous. And, um, and then when I was a little bit older, we were in Cape Town, South Africa, and, and there was you know, that was during the heart of apartheid and, and there were some struggles, but I was old enough to know what was going on and, and old enough to realize that there are even in, you know, a system that is not equal. Um, there are, you can find great people and make connections with great people that helps to, you know, promote change and helps to promote understanding of one another. Uh, and I did that, made some wonderful friends of, of all backgrounds, um, mm -hmm even in a, a system of apartheid. And then uh, we moved to uh, the Middle East for a little bit. And honestly, that was the one place I probably didn't want to move to because you see what's on the news and reports of, um, you know, escorts and conflict and, and this. And, and you go somewhere and you realize that what you see on the news is such a small percentage of what actually happens and that there are hundreds of thousands, millions of people living in, in all of the places um, that live a normal everyday life and have, you know, love interests and friends and things they want to go do and all of that, that you just don't see and you can kind of get caught up in stereotyping certain places or certain areas. And again, make, but once you get there, you make wonderful, meet wonderful people and you, you experience a different culture and you gain a true understanding of something, not just what's seen in the media. And then honestly, I go to Geneva, Switzerland, and you're right there in the midst of the United Nations and cultures from all over the place and you're in Europe, where there's a little bit more freedom for somebody who's 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old yeah. than there is in the U.S., and, and you learn to to kind of appreciate those freedoms. And I was playing basketball, and I was able to travel all around Europe and and see see quite a bit of different things. And uh, so I just think I was in the perfect place uh, at the perfect time in my life and, and really gained a whole lot. Yeah, well, I feel like you just had like a really cool journey of kind of how you grew up and I mean even how you became a coach it was just like you probably didn't really realize your path but it kind of just happened and I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's kind of that's been kind of the key there's a lot of people who ask advice on how do you get into coaching and how do you do this how do you advance in coaching uh, and you know I always just think the true secret is to do the best job you can at the job that you have and and certain pathways will will open up for you. Yeah oh I really like that that's awesome. Cool. Well, to kind of just to wrap it up, I guess, what would you say is your next adventure? Or what are you most excited about? I mean, with the last couple of games you have left as you're ending and wrapping up the season? Uh, you know, we're, we're dealing with some adversity right now with some injuries as we, we approach the end of the season. And, and 
the last few games for you know last few weeks of, of season before you go into conference play are important in terms of positioning yourself for the conference tournament. So yeah. um, we're going to have different players that have to step up into different leadership roles and different production roles, and and I'm excited for our, for the opportunity for some of those players and to see see how that happens over the next few games. Yeah, no, we wish you the best of luck, and thank you so much for joining us today, Bradley. It was awesome to kind of get more of the insights into how you became a coach and kind of more from what your team is going through. And we wish you the best of luck. I appreciate it, Shannon. No problem. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.